I'm Melissa Silber, and I'm a corporate quitter. As a CPA who worked in corporate finance for 15 years, I've seen firsthand how large corporations take advantage of their employees and customers. Now, I'm passionate about helping small businesses succeed while also exposing the unethical practices of big companies. If you're a business owner, I encourage you to join my community, where I share a lot of resources to help you with your business finances. I hold monthly calls with the community, and I'd love to have you. Now on to the episode. Hey everybody, it's Melissa, and I'm here today to share with you something really exciting that I've been working on. I want to make a difference. When I quit the corporate world, I didn't know what that was going to look like. I knew that the corporate world was horrible for me as a neurodivergent person, but that's not to say that someone who's neurotypical is not also suffering under the current capitalist system. And more specifically to that is how poorly corporations are allowed to treat their employees. Profits come first, people come second. Actually, no, people don't even list on the importance of some corporations. I'm not saying every single one. The really big ones, you know who you are. So I want to do something about it. I've created a petition to the House of Commons and it's yes a petition but I want to start a bigger movement than that. I am naming this campaign Eat the Rich Canada and I have a website eattherichcanada.com. That's where you will find a link of the House of Commons petition. Before we get into the actual nuts and bolts of the petition itself, I wanted to talk about why it's important. For a long time, corporations have been giving everybody this pretend made up idea that you too can be a billionaire. The reality is if you're working a job right now, that's not in the cards for you. Sure, you can buy a house, have a comfortable life, but you're not going to be a billionaire working in a job. Because if you're working a job, you're too far down the food chain. So when I say eat the rich, we're talking about the uber rich, the billionaires. We are not talking about Joe on your street who makes $300,000 a year. Sure, he's much more comfortable than the average person, but that is not who we're going after here. So these corporations want you to think that you too can be a billionaire, but that's not true. We all know that. In fact, more people now than ever are suffering and unable to buy food. During the COVID-19 pandemic, the government of Canada created programs to financially assist businesses and individuals. Subpoint one, the Canada Emergency Wage Subsidy, which is the SUS program, paid out over $100 billion to more than 460,000 businesses. The average amount paid to a SUS recipient was $218,573. I just took the total paid out divided by the total number of businesses to get that average. That's my calculation. You won't see that on the SUS page. Then we have the second subpoint, which is the Canada Emergency Response Benefit is the CERB program. So that's the one that people got. It paid out over $80 billion to more than 8.9 million individuals. Looking at just dollar value, the government paid out less to individuals than they did to businesses. So that right there, any politician shitting on Trudeau for giving people money to survive a pandemic, they're not mentioning anything about the more money that went to businesses, $100 billion went to 460,000 businesses and 
I know a lot of really small businesses that weren't able to access this money and went out of business. The average amount paid to a SERB recipient was $9,173. So like less than 10 grand. And that makes sense because it was 2000 a month. They didn't take any taxes at the source, which caused a lot of headaches for people. And I had issues with the, both programs, but again, it was like, pay the money, we'll deal with it later. That was the general idea. The Auditor General did audits of these two programs. And from the Auditor General reports, it's estimated that audits of approximately 50,000 companies receiving SUEs could potentially recover $15.5 billion in funds from ineligible companies. The next point is that the government has been focusing efforts on recovering SERB payments from citizens and clawing back this support from other benefits received. I heard stories of people who get their child tax benefit clawed back and it just made me rage really bad. So to recover that $15.5 billion from citizens, they would have to audit over 1.6 million people. And so what I'm looking at from a fund recovery perspective is you want to be able to get the most benefit or the most result for the least amount of money. Think of it as like profit, but in a efficiency standpoint, what they're doing is spending way more time to recover money from people. And don't get me wrong. I know that they have also started Sue's audits and tried to get money back from companies. But the thing is with these, especially the really big companies, they have legal teams and they want to keep the money going after innocent people who were just trying to survive and were like paycheck to paycheck that's the path of least resistance and it makes me sick thinking of how much more the companies took so anyway so not only have many corporations taken our tax dollars corporations profited off this pandemic and despite mounting evidence of price fixing and monopolistic behavior they have not been subjected to increased disclosure requirements corporations have been taking advantage of tax loopholes which contribute to the inequality we see in canada and the increasing wealth gap and then we have our points here what we, the undersigned citizens and residents of Canada, call upon the government of Canada to do is to update disclosures of the corporations that receive SUEs to include the amounts received and, where relevant, the names of the ultimate parent companies. Canadians have the right to know where their tax dollars have been spent. The government hasn't told us which companies have gotten this money. And so we want the government to shift their effort from SERB recovery from citizens to SUE's recovery from corporations who took the benefit in bad faith. And what is bad faith, you may ask? At the beginning, it was like, we'll give you the money and we'll ask questions later. The rules were so vague because they wanted it to be open-ended and people be able to get it. And a lot of businesses that should not have taken this money took this money. Now I'm going to give my rationale of who should have this benefit clawed back from them. So any company that took this, let's go through the name again, the Canada Emergency Wage Subsidy. Wage Subsidy. It's in the name of the program. This is supposed to help you pay your employees during the pandemic so that you don't lay them off. Full stop. That's it. The subsidy was calculated on the actual dollars you paid to employees during the period of the pandemic. And you had to prove that you had a revenue dip. You had to prove, okay, my revenue's gone down. I don't have as much money coming in. And I have these employees. And the government said, we will pay those employees for you. That is essentially what a wage subsidy is so that you don't have them lose their jobs. That is what this program was. I think that all of the following things would mean that the wage subsidy was taken in bad faith. I think if you took that money and then you paid your shareholders dividends, dividends are paid for out of profits. There's no option to not pay the shareholders in some of these big corporations. And it's getting difficult to do so. In 
some cases. So anyone who took the Sue's funding and paid their shareholders, no, that's not good. Similarly, buying back stocks, so stock buybacks are something that aren't in the everyday vernacular of many people. However, that is another way in which funds from a corporation are transferred to shareholders. And they basically buy shares from those shareholders at market price. So not the amount that they're sitting on the balance sheet on, which was the money they received when they sold the stock to those shareholders, they have to pay the market value for these shares. And so the shareholders walk away with like complete payout of their shares. And then the corporation now has a more consolidated share pool and less shares available. So if you paid your shareholders with dividends or you bought back stock, you probably didn't need this wage subsidy to keep your doors open. If you spent this Sue's money to acquire other businesses, same thing, this is a big one. So many corporations, and I've heard so many people tell me this, that that their company took the wage subsidy and laid them off anyway. And that to me is the ultimate, not taking this program in good faith, because this program was supposed to keep people employed through the pandemic. So if they took this and laid people off, especially if they had any sort of profits at all that they could have been paying people with, 100% that it should be clawed back. And then I also heard rumblings of changing executive compensation structures so that the executives could take more of the suits program money. That takes us to the end of the pandemic specific items. But The rest of our asks refer to the last two points. So the profiteering off the pandemic, monopolistic behavior, not enough disclosure requirements on their financials, and then the big old tax loopholes, which covers a lot. We want to increase the corporate tax rates and implement a windfall profits tax so corporations who have been enriched by the pandemic pay their fair share. Now, when people say, we can increase corporate tax rates because then the small businesses are going to have their tax rates go up. And that's what the big corporations get you to believe so that you fight against higher taxes but we're not talking about you. We're talking about them. So it's the the biggest corporations making the most amount of money are who we're talking about here. Increase their tax rates and then implement a windfall profits tax. If a a corporation that typically had a certain amount of profits per year, like we're talking net profits, once everything's been deducted, they would have to, above a certain amount of profits, they get taxed higher. That's extra money that you took from people who bought stuff from you. We want to close corporate tax loopholes such as capital gains exemption and tax havens. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're evading taxes. They're just avoiding them legally. But we need the rules to be stricter so that you can't, right? We want to close those loopholes. We want also to introduce a cap on executive salary deductions for corporations. So in the States, you can only deduct a maximum of $1 million in executive compensation per executive. That's the max. But up here in Canada, we have some executives have salaries of like $10 million, $20 million, probably even more than that. And they shouldn't be able to deduct that as a legitimate business expense. If they want to pay it in dividends. That's different, which obviously they do as well. But there needs to be a limit there. We need to increase corporate financial reporting transparency for large multi-industry conglomerates like we're seeing in Loblaws, where yes, they have public financials. Yes, they're audited. But the level of detail in those financials is so broad that you can't 
can't prove or disprove many of the things that we're trying to say Loblaws is doing. And they know that. We can't disprove what they're saying. So we need to make sure that what they have to report financially actually gives us the information we need to know to put that scrutiny on them. And we need to require all multinational entities to provide public disclosure of country-by-country data in line with Global Reporting Initiative, GRI, recommendations. Multinational entities are public companies, like, for instance, Walmart. They're based in the United States, and then they have Walmart Canada, and I'm sure they're all over the world. So those other countries that have a Walmart, like Walmart Canada, they don't have to publicly disclose their Canadian operations. What happens is that Canada would wrap up their numbers and then their numbers are fed into the parent company in these states and then that is consolidated. So all of the results are blended together and that is what's reported. We need to require that Walmart also produce standalone financials in the other countries that they operate in so that we can see what they're marking their stuff up to, how much tax they're paying. That's the big one, right? We want these corporations that are taking our dollars to pay taxes into the country that is supposed to be providing our health care and taking care of us. And they don't have to right now. So we want the government to insist that they do. Anyway, so that's the petition. So this is what we want to ask them to do. Once assigned by 5,000 people, Matthew Green, who sponsored this petition, he's going to have 45 seconds to present the petition in the House of Commons. So regardless of what they do with it, it's going to be there and he's going to be representing all of us who sign it when he does that. From that point, the government takes it away and they have 45 days to respond. So all we are going to get out of the government for sure is a response. I I know that likely we're not going to get all these things. Like the wish list is big, but their response to it is going to be a tell. Either way, we need to know that they know that we know what's really going on here. And we need to start putting the pressure on all of our politicians about the things in this petition. So you want to talk about CERB, let's talk about SUS. We need to know these things so that we can ask the right questions and tell them what matters to us. I do think a lot of them, they're in the capitalist system too. They think, okay, we give corporations money and they're going to employ people and that whole trickle down economics, which is like honestly the downfall of capitalism. But anyway, they're not doing anything bad, right? Like they're just, they're part of the system. They're upholding the system. And we need to reframe things so that we can see a difference in just how we talk about these things and get real education out there. Because I'm not saying we shouldn't be mad at Justin Trudeau. I think it's ridiculous, the measures like tax-free savings accounts, the minimum wage, you work for an hour and you can maybe buy a meal. And that's not okay. And instead of talking about minimum wage and the wages people are getting, we need to start talking about the profits, the corporate profits, because that is the problem. So I would love if you'd sign it. I'm going to keep putting out more education on these things on my TikTok. I want to spread awareness on how things really work with corporations and how we're not benefiting from the current system. And there will be merch. I'm developing that with a Hamilton business called Canadian Collective, and they make merchandise 100% Canadian made and they're really good quality. They're a little more 
expensive because they are 100% made in Canada, but I think it's very important that we do support Canadian-made items. All of the profits from Eat the Rich Canada are going back into the petition campaign. So I'm going to hopefully have people buy the shirts, but more specifically, it's more important that you sign the petition and I'd love it if you spread the word on the petition. When you make content about this petition, use the hashtag Eat the Rich Canada. Support in whichever way you can and share it, get the word out because my goal is that we have 100,000 signatures by the end of the summer, by the time it closes. I know that's a tall ask, but I know that you have to put it out there. I think if we all work together, we can definitely get it done. Thank you for the support. I definitely will give updates on how the campaign's going. I want to keep everyone involved. Take care and let's eat the rich Canada. If you enjoy this podcast, check me out on TikTok, Melissa Silver CPA. And if you're a business owner, feel free to reach out. I'd love to learn how I can help you.